0: This program is brought to you by personallifemedia.com. Welcome to Evolutionary Sales. I'm your host, Jason McLean, and your guide in the 21st Century Marketplace, them what they want you know it's not about pushing some product on them and I'll tell you what it wasn't just a few weeks before I was number one in sales in that department but if you really provide such a level of service above and beyond what people are expecting in a retail environment people are going to remember that It's my pleasure to bring you yet another question of application from one of the listeners. Mary Fox from Troy, Michigan at Neiman Marcus emails, I've subscribed to your podcast and i it to be the answer to my selling style. Well, I'm glad, Mary. She says, I work in the cosmetics department making straight commission at Neiman Marcus in Troy, Michigan. Is there any special advice for applying the evolutionary sales model in a retail environment? After all, I do need to meet my goals. I feel that I should only be showing customer products I feel they will be happy with, as opposed to just showing them big ticket items that most people in my department do. My question is, is it possible to sell in evolutionary way without feeling like I'm fleecing my customers, yet still make the money that I need and meet my goals? That's a great question, Mary. Thank you. Um, this is the kind of question that really gets to the heart of the difference in the 21st century marketplace. And I just, I can't thank you enough for this, the quality of this question. It's a great question. It's, it's, it's a question that most salespeople struggle with. Well, gosh, you know, if I, if I don't close them on this big ticket item or if I, you know, if I don't meet my goals, what am I going to do? I mean, sure, I'll be happier because I will have served the client and I won't be pressuring them to buy something they don't need. But how do I make the money that I need to make? And how do I, you know, in, in especially in your kind of environment, I'm sure you have quotas or something like that in place. And many salespeople have quotas in place. And it's often the fear because a lot of times the system you've been using works. Like your boss is happy, you know, your customers don't have any complaints at least, you're making good money. And first of all, there's going to be a dip when you shift to a new system. That's just the way it is in, in, any, in any business, any performance-related environment, whether it's sports, you know, uh, because you have to adjust to the new system. Like if you give a quarterback a new playbook, I don't care how good he is, he's going to need a few months to adjust to that new playbook to learn the moves. So it is with a tennis player, so it is with a salesperson and a sales professional. So first of all, I would say you can absolutely make as much or more money than you're making now and meet your goals. Maybe not immediately, but here's the thing. There's short-term thinking and long-term thinking, which has been popularized in economic theory at first. But we all have kind of you know, gotten used to the idea of thinking of in the short run and in the long run. And here's the thing, Mary, in the long run, those clients, you can use those testimonials. You know, I know you've got a blog. You mentioned your blog. You can use those testimonials as you being a different kind of salesperson. You will always serve them. You'll have people refer people to you specifically. You'll have people coming into your department. You can ask them, did you like the way I sold? Did this feel right to you? Do you have anybody else who would like this kind of service? And begin to leverage it. Begin to leverage your... You're still influencing people to take action, but you're coming from a grounding of only ever selling them what they need, not what you need to push because of your quotas or because what the department needs to move or anything like that. And in the long run, Mary, you'll have raving fans and people will be coming to you and you never know. You might even have people, I can imagine a time where you would have people in the future who would only be willing to buy from you. They'll come in, into the department Asking for you alone and what's available to you through that is you could even start your own you know your own stylist company, your own consultant, your own image consulting company because you've built such a client base and not you know hopefully I don't get any nasty letters from even Marcus in Michigan. But if you really provide such a level of service above and beyond what people are expecting in a retail environment, people are going to remember that. So that's my advice to you. The last time I worked in a retail environment, to be fair, was in 1987. And, um, you know, I worked in a similar environment. I worked on a straight commission and they were high-end, they were high-end items in a large department store environment. And I found that, that the people who walked in, because they had, even then, I think instinctually, I had the idea that really what you needed to do was you need to give them what they want. You know, it's not about... Pushing some product on them, and I'll tell you what—it wasn't just a few weeks before I was number one in sales in that department, and I was generating something like three hundred dollars an hour, and you know, in nineteen eighty-seven or eighty-eight dollars in retail sales. Um, and that caught everyone's eye. You know, here's this young kid. I mean, I was only eighteen years old or seventeen years old. Here's this young kid who, all I was doing, Mary, was making sure that I was serving them. And, and I, hate to, I hate to say it, but often it meant I had to ignore what the department head was saying we should focus on that day in terms of sales. I always served the client. I stayed with them until they were done. Asked them if there was anything else they needed. Kept, you kept doing those little teeny things. And I had people writing letters in about me. And I was generating nearly twice what anyone else was in the department, in the department in terms of sales. And I knew nothing about sales. But I had an instinctive understanding of what people needed. Hope that helps, Mary. I'm Jason McLean, your host and your guide in the 21st Century Marketplace. For transcripts of this show or any other shows on the Personal Life Media Network, please visit personallifemedia.com. And there's two L's in personallifemedia.com. If you have a question about this podcast or any other podcast in the Evolutionary Sales Series, questions of application, uh, questions of clarity, questions, statements about frustration, or testimonials that you would like to give me if it's made a difference in your life and in your business. I would love to hear all of that. You can email me directly at jason at personallifemedia.com. And again, there's two L's in personallifemedia.com. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.